Welcome back. He's been with us before. Uh, you may have heard his interviews back in April of 2015 or August. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we talked about in the past has been how to build a synergistic culture and is fascinating. Uh, Barry is with a group called End in Mind out of Salt Lake City, and he's also a trained Vistage speaker. So if you're a Vistage member or chair, listen up and listen, learn a little bit about um, what Barry has to say. Today, we're going to talk about um, leadership uh, needs an element of management, and management needs an element of leadership. Barry, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. Barry, it's a uh, pleasure uh, to have you back on the show again. Last time we got a lot of great comments, and uh, I want to kind of start off with refreshing a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do at End in Mind. Well, I help companies become more more innovative in terms of their leadership, and, and a lot of times people think of, oh, innovation, the next new thing. Well, that may be the, the end result of an innovative process, but to become an innovative company, you've got to have an awful lot of components in place. You've got to understand where you're at, where you've been, what's going on in the industry around you. Uh, you've got to understand your people, and you've got to give them an environment to be creative and think outside of the box. That's where innovation comes from, and that takes a little bit for some companies to, to rework their, their internal mindsets and systems in order to allow that to happen. Is that because they're just, uh, they've been doing what they've been doing, the kind of if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of mentality? I think that goes we're on. just, we're human beings. We're wired that way. You know, when I find a way of doing something that seems to work, I, I, I just keep working that. So the idea of doing it differently doesn't seem like a good idea because then I may not be as effective as doing it the way that I already know how to do it. Yeah, I guess some people might say, well, we tried a lot of things to come to what we've been doing. Why do we need to keep trying new, new things? And I don't know that we need to get rid of or stop doing what we're doing. Innovation is, is like a, a realm unto itself that if we're just keeping that, that process alive and well, are, are we allowing ourselves occasionally from time to time or a certain department within an entity to think outside of the box? We're, we're giving them the liberty to look at something from a different vantage point. That's where the new idea might come from. So we don't want to keep throwing out the baby with the bathwater just to come up with a, a new way of doing things. That's crazy. But and of to course, see the next new thing coming, mm -hmm. if we're stuck in doing it the way we're doing it, we won't see it and, until it smacks us upside the head. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because, of course, we're talking in very, very general terms here. And specifically for any business, there might be new methods of delivery, for instance, coming up or new methods of communication or new ways of manufacturing or, or getting things to market. Marketing is changing you know, extremely all the time. <laughs> so there are a huge yeah. number of changes to keep keep uh, track of. And there's a lot of business owners, as they go around the dial, there's a lot of different areas they need to keep track of. How do leaders keep their feet on the ground? Well, this is where 
part of leadership is being able to to have that visionary component what's possible where we could be and and without that business will never grow or evolve however if a leader if i'm your leader and i say okay bill here's the next new idea i want you to develop you know this new thing that's going to take the world by storm and then i walk out of the, the the room and you're going okay great idea I have no idea how he expects me to implement that. Do we have a budget? Do we have a team? Do we have the wherewithal to make good on what he just said? So a leader needs to be able to understand who are they leading and do those people have what they need to start working on that visionary idea. Can leaders, uh, their visionary leaders, can they teach visionary techniques to designers and I, people that are? I I believe I don't know if it's a technique per se, but I believe it, it's it's allowing you to be creative, and and I think this is where a lot of uh, company dynamics they they squelch. The, the creative process, because if I say, Bill, I, I really want you to come up with a new idea, and you say, hey, Barry, what about, and I go, oh, that's a terrible idea. God, that, that just, oh, that's the worst. What's the <laughs> likelihood of you coming up with another idea? Good point. Good and maybe point. that next idea was the one that could have been the winner, but if everybody's ideas are, are squashed or squandered, then creativity is, is pretty much dead. But if I go, wow, Bill, that, that's an interesting idea, I'm not sure that's the one. But keep, keep them coming, and, and let's write that one down. Let's not totally forget that one, because if it's not that, it might be a version of that. But I like that you're thinking creatively. Oh, okay. Now and, you and keep coming back, and it's like, Bill, you're, you're turning out to be one of my creative you know, uh, hot spots here in the company. Keep writing. Here, let me give you a journal to write these creative ideas down because one of these ideas is going to make this company a billion dollars. Good yeah, work. That's, that's what I was getting at was a technique for capturing those ideas or maybe a brainstorming technique because some people need help getting out of their box and exploring and, and unlocking their brain a little bit. And then, and then uh, coming back because a bad idea or an idea that doesn't work today might be brilliant six months from now or two years from now, right? Right. Well, if, if people had an opportunity to actually go into a, a creative think tank where you have like maybe TV writers, TV comedy writers, uh, and, and there could be, you know, 8, 10, 12 people in the room, and they're just throwing ideas out. There are no bad ideas. Everybody's just feeding off of the idea that this guy or gal just threw out. Oh, and what about, and how about if we put a twist on it? And they just keep that thing going until all of a sudden they look at each other and go, that's gold. Yeah. That's yes. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting because, again, they, they didn't just they, – they came together and probably evolved that technique to where they, they understood when it was gold or not based on their experiences because they might have thought one thing was gold and it was aluminum, <laughs> you know. But, but down the road, uh, as they evolve their, tech, their creative mindsets and techniques, so that's what I'm kind of getting at is are there, are there uh, 
uh, I've helped a lot of business owners, for instance, with techniques where you say, you ask, ask everybody what color, you know, they think the company is in this area. And I'm just using a general technique and you ask another person and one person will say gold and one will say black and one will say blue and one will say red and then come together and ask them why they think that and then put it into context and see if you can get them all to uh, come to a, a grip that maybe it's, it's, yes. uh, you know, so it's, it's starting a dialogue and a lot of entrepreneurial, a lot of business owners I talk to, and I don't know about you, they're not really good at that. They need to get better. Is that what you find? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then even when someone does come up with that amazing, brilliant idea, it's hard for them to get behind it because they didn't come up with it. And, and so That's, sometimes business lead, the ego of business leadership gets in the way of being an effective leader because if I'm the business leader and you have the brilliant idea, my job description is not to rework your idea and make it mine. It's to shine the light on you for having the amazing idea and, and then taking that idea and now let's all run with it. This was Bill's idea, everybody, and, and it's going to be a winner. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Now you've got mm-hmm. a team spirit. Now everybody wants to rally. It's like, well, hey, I hope next time it's my idea that they run with. That's great. You know, it makes a lot of sense. So that's what you're saying is shine, shining the spotlight and being sensitive to their needs, and that's going to kind of water the field and, and develop new ideas, not just say, that's a horrible idea. Let's move on, and then you're never going to expect another idea from right. someone. So when you come into a company, and 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 you find that there's this lack of this, you know, the, the soil is barren. There's not any new ideas coming up. There's there's no good communication. What are some of the first things that you do to help them come together? Well, what what I'll inevitably do is go around and talk to the key people for just a, you know a short period of time, and they will give me some of those ideas or the inklings of those ideas or let me know that there are ideas to be you know mined if someone was so so interested and then it's like okay it very rarely do you find a company dynamic where where it is dead from the top to the bottom they're just usually capping it because they they don't want the negative feedback Mm-hmm. They don't want to be seen as as the you know the the person that that got shot down. So mm-hmm. by by incre- hey that was a brilliant idea. Do you mind Bill if I share that with with Susan over here because she had a similar kind of idea and and you two might want to you know have lunch one day and and kick that idea around because I think that's brilliant and in fact I'll go talk to the owner or the manager or the CEO and let them know that that you guys had this this amazing idea and and that's how I start stirring the pot by just encouraging them to be who they are it's not so much me bringing something into the mix Every once in a while, I might have the great idea, but more often than not, they've already got the idea. It just needs to be brought into the light of day. Now, when they see me do that and they see how everybody responds to that, because, see, the one thing is encouraging you to be creative and think out of the box. The next step is can you support your coworker, your teammate, in doing that as well? Now we're creating a creative environment where we all get to do this. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. could be anybody. It could be the secretary. It could be the you know the 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 person who sweeps up at the end of the day that has the amazing brainstorm. Ideas are not limited to the people at the top. Yeah, does it boil down to the fact that that really uh, creative thought comes from a place that we don't know where it comes from? I mean, it's it's a gift from God. Let's put it that way. In that kind of a context, it's a gift from somewhere else that that flows through us. I mean, creative songs. I've heard songwriters say over and over again. That song just tumbled out of, it came from somewhere, and I wrote it down Mm -hmm. in in 10 minutes, and it was a giant hit. I don't know where it came from. And the same same can be said with all ideas. We're all receivers for good ideas. We just have to have uh, someone who's tuned into us. And and it's why there have been these creative teams. You know, whether it's, you know, movies or, or TV scripts or comedy or music, uh, theater, where, where, you know, you and I just, when we get together, it could be over coffee, but, but the ideas start percolating and we're having fun. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we've got, we've got the next hit on our hands. We've got Love the it. next bestseller. And so uh, now for, for a leader, now that's great to go around and talk to everybody but what if they're saying it's our leader is not empowering us? He's not listening. It's not a good idea until he says it's a good idea. Um, how do you turn that leader from being a a, a, a wet blanket to a, a receiver and a and an effective leader, uh, an innovative leader? That's the most interesting part of of uh, my job or or someone who does what I do is convincing the 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 leader to be a leader because if they don't want to step into, you know, that circle, then it's limited as to how much good can happen. So what I find is a lot of people are, are in leadership positions, but it's more uh, positional power. Okay, Bill, we're making you the CEO of the company and here's the list of responsibilities that go along with that. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever said, Bill, what, what's your leader tr- leadership training? What's your leadership style? Have you read any books on leadership? Do you understand the dynamics of, of leadership? Here, let me help you with some different ways of going about doing something. And, and one of the things we're going to spend a lot of time on, Bill, is helping you understand your people, the people you're leading. How are they wired? How do they process information and experience? Because the more you understand your people, the more easily they're going to be led, the more enjoyable the experience is going to be. So let me help you become the kind of leader that you imagined yourself being one day. If they don't want to buy into something like that, they probably don't have the leadership gene. Now they just have that positional power, and they should be relegated to a management position more so because we need someone who really wants to stir the pot of the people comments now let me let me ask you we just got a couple minutes left let's talk about the the topic title leadership needs an element of management and management needs an element of leadership i think it's very succinct can you give us a few words few comments about that well we've spoken about the leadership side that that being the leader i have to have an innate understanding of how things are going to be done how will we know when we've reached the vision that, that we've put out there? 
So I, that has to be, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but let's say, you know, two-thirds is visionary and one-third is, one is mechanical. And this is how we're going to go about doing that, folks. For a manager, it's flip-flop. Two-thirds of their job as a manager is making sure that the things they've been tasked with get done the way they're supposed to, on time, on budget. But if that's all they're focused on, then if they're managing machines, great. That's all they need to do. But if they're managing people, that third for them is understanding the people. Well, who are these people that are supposed to do all these things? And how do they go about doing what they need to do? And do I understand them enough to help them become more effective at doing their job the way the job needs to be done? Because if I leave that out of the equation, now I'm just a taskmaster. So the leadership, the leader is two-thirds vision, one-thirds mechanical. The the manager is two-thirds mechanical, one-third understanding their people. When you've got a company that, that has those kinds of dynamics, you've got a much more vibrant company, and you've got the wherewithal for it to become a more innovative company because it's paying attention to all the important moving parts. It makes a tremendous amount of sense, Barry. And, of course, it all starts with, with uh, like a golfer, you start with the end in mind, right? You, so uh, yes. <laughs> what, what you want to do is uh, get in touch with, with Barry Moniak at uh, uh, endinmind.com, endinmind.com. Uh, and, Barry, uh, you're a Vistage speaker, and uh, you also are available for, I guess, talking to, to other types of groups as well. Um, how should our listeners, uh, is it, should they go to your website and check you out there? They can go to the website. Uh, they can reach me via email, Barry at end in mind. Uh, or they can call me directly 801-474-3500. And I'm always willing to have a conversation with people to see, uh, how I might be of service. It's always a lot of fun to talk to you and it, time always goes by too darn fast, but, uh, I think we get going. <laughs> I'd like to have a cup of coffee with you sometime if I'm ever in Salt Lake City, and I'm sure the sparks would fly. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I can tell that you're a, a great benefit would to your Would love clients. to have you, and if you're a skier, come in the winter, and we'll go do it on the slopes. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's an open invitation that I might take up. Uh, Barry, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us today. I look forward to the next time we speak. And thank you so much for having me, Bill. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 